All right. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank everyone that's here today. Uh, usually we do worship, but today God's really put on my heart to do communion. Because Jesus asked his disciples to do communion, do communion in the remembrance of him. And what this signifies is what he did on this cross, right? That this cracker or bread represents Jesus' body. And the cup of juice represents Jesus' blood. Yeah, both to that. Yep, you're right. And the thing is, what we do is that Jesus has asked us to dine with him, right? It's, he says that he knocks on the door and waits for us to open the door so he can come dine in with us, just like that. So the thing is, as believers in Jesus, right, because we love him so much, we do this because we want to honor him. We want to give him reverence. We want to give him glory, right? So... I don't know the exact verse, Pastor Carmen. First Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11. If anyone can pull that up so we can read that. And then we can just say, and we just read the scripture. Because the thing is, um, also what's beautiful about communion is that we do it in the fellowship of other believers. And it's the body of Christ that comes together in unity. And uh, Pastor Carmen said, first Corinthians chapter 11. Right? Yes. Do you know what verse it is? Go on down around 10, 11, somewhere down there. Okay. Okay. On the so night in which he was betrayed, he took bread yeah, conduct. Broke okay, right here, yeah. Verse 17. Conduct at the Lord's Supper. Now, in giving these mm. instructions, I do not praise you since you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. Mm. For first of all, when you come together as a church, Thank I you. hear that there are divisions among you. And in part, I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, that those who are proved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others. And one is hungry and the other is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat this, my body, which is broken for you. And do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper and saying, This is the cup, is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes back. Yes, Lord. Thank you. So we're all going to come in agreement and we're going to take our cracker or wafer, whatever you have, mm -hmm. and we're going to pray. And then when I tell you to break, you're going to snap it and you're going to eat it, okay? Okay. okay. <clears throat> Father God, we just come to you right now. We thank you for the unity. We thank you just for the freedom. We thank you that we can come into a household all together. Every different background, every different ethnicity, every different situation that people have been through, Jesus, you paid it all. And I encourage everyone that's listening on the other side to partake in this because this is the new covenant that the Lord has made with us today. And we thank you that this representation of your body that for your chastisement you gave us peace 
that you were bruised and pierced for our transgressions, that you were crushed for our iniquity, and by your stripes we are made healed and whole. So break it and eat it and consume it. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to take the cup of juice. Thank you, Lord. That this is the new covenant that you've made with man and with God. You are God, Jesus. But you reconciled us back to the Father. That your blood speaks better things than Abel. That your blood purifies and sanctifies us. Your blood has transformed us and made us free from the powers of darkness. That we've been delivered and conveyed into the kingdom of his son and his love. Lord God, we thank you that your blood has washed over us and made us new. That we're new creations in Christ. That all old things pass, all things become new with you. Jesus, I thank you that your blood, there's healing today. There's deliverance today. There's salvation today. Because your blood is so powerful. One drop of your blood. One drop of your blood cleanses the world. And we thank you that you took all our infirmities, our iniquities, our diseases, our sicknesses, our poverty. You've taken it on the cross so that we could be made whole. That we could be made new. That we could become rich. That we could become healed that we can become free and we drink this blood of your covenant this representative juice and we do this in remembrance of you jesus thank you guys for being here today father i ask that you'd bless each and every person here that lord god we would start a new year strong that the church would wake up They would wake up and stop being lethargic, but rise and be the mighty bride of Christ. That we would glorify him everywhere we go. That we'd be empowered through the Holy Spirit. That we wouldn't fear man, but we'd fear you, Lord. And we would have faith in you to move those mountains that try to stand against us. So, Lord God, just bless these people today. Bless everyone that's listening today, Lord God. That let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. That, Lord God, we want to see miracles. We want to see wonders. We want to see signs. But most of all, we want to see you, Jesus. We want to have a personal relationship with you, Jesus. So we thank you that you have made this possible for us to believe in you and trust in you for everlasting life and resurrection yes, power. Lord God, bless each everyone here. Bless Pastor Carmen that you give him utterance yes, today, yes. that you would anoint him today, Lord God, that you would flow through him like living, like living waters, yes. Lord God, like rivers, Lord God, proclaiming your glory today. And Lord God, that you would just give him all the tools of words of knowledge, words of wisdom, anything that he needs to operate in today, Lord God, it would be made available. So Lord God, we bless him right now. And we're pulling on that anointing, Lord God, because we're hungry. We're ready to receive and we're thirsty. And we need the bread of life. We need the life-giving water. And that's you, Lord Jesus. So Holy Spirit, you're welcomed here. You have full dominion here. Do what you may. And Father, we give the glory, honor, and power, dominion, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good job. job. Yeah, good. Hit the restroom real quick. Yep. Well, praise God. You know, like you prayed earlier, um, you know, Christian, about pulling on that anointing 
You know, um, let, let me let me start with this. I'm going to start real slow and just see where it goes. Sometimes we can rush, and when you just go slow and just let it breathe, then the Lord can just kind of have His way, and and I'll just kind of yield my mouth to Him. Is that okay? Sounds good. And I and I probably say this all the time, but I love you guys, and it's such a such a joy ministering to you guys because you you're so hungry and you pull on that anointing. And I can't get as far other places, you know, as I can with you guys. And it's not the size of the people, but it's the heart, it's the hunger. Yes. So, and the Lord said this to I think Pastor Hagen. It's not the size of the ministry but it's your obedience yes. to do what God's called you to do. So we're going to talk about um, salvation. Like I said, let's just take our time and see where it goes, okay? Yes. But you going to come over here, boss? Huh? Don't make me keep straining my neck that way. <laughs> so salvation is, is a subject that has been really misunderstood. Maybe, maybe incomplete is a better word. And we've even heard people say salvation is the most important thing. But what they think they're saying is the new birth. If I had to choose, that's correct. Mm -hmm. But just like we took communion a little while ago, most people don't even know what the bread is for. They think the body was broken for sin. Mm -hmm. Okay, then what's the cup for? Well, that's sin. Okay, so one of them is redundant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the body, the body broken was not on the cross. Mm. By his stripes, you were healed right. was before he ever went to the cross. Right. The blood was for sin. Right. Isn't it amazing how the three things the enemy really fights sometimes is, the, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is poverty, sickness, and then, of course, spiritual death. But you notice those top two things Satan fights the most, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Finances and healing. He gives us the most hard time about those things. So that's not a coincidence, right? Right. Now, the the definition of of salvation, there's two different words. I believe sozo is New Testament and soterio is old. But basically it means the same thing, which is deliverance, which is prosperity, right. which is safety, saving, um, deliver, save, protect, heal, whole. So all those, all those are, are salvation words. Deliverance, prosperity, safety, saving, save, deliver, protect, heal, whole, rescue, safety. It's all the same word. So what if we had spent the time, and I want you to just, because I want to renew your mind today to this. What if we spent our time talking about it's God's will for you to be healed, right? Right. And we spent all our time saying, you know, God wants you healed. You know, God wants you healed. But we didn't talk a whole lot about being saved from hell. Let's reverse it. Because most people, when they talk about getting saved from hell, have you ever, 
Let me say it this way first. Have you ever told a person, no, you're too wicked, you can't be saved? Mm-hmm. Has anybody in the, uh, in the history of the world that's a Christian told somebody, no, you're too wicked, bro. God ain't going to save you. But when it comes to healing, well, yeah. that's different. That's true. That's Why? True. Why? Like Grandma said, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And you got to keep hearing it. Yes. And the more you hear it, the more you renew your mind to it. But here's a missing ingredient, like you were talking about, uh, Chelsea, about talking to your car. We miss it on confessions. If you if, if somebody heard you say, boy, you're the best running car in Arizona. Boy, you never break down. Mm-hmm. What would a lot of people think? That girl's nuts. Yep. <laughs> I drove her a whole week with a bad car. But right? But what if you said, what a piece of junk. You never run right. I hate you. I'd sell you for 20 bucks if I could. Well, yeah, that's wise. See, it's because of the, it's because of the mindset. Carnal mindset. Now, why am I saying this? Because when you think salvation... I want you to, 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 well, let me finish this first. We miss it on confession. Mm-hmm. We have to, when the word is preached, you'll notice like if you hear Pastor David preach a lot of times at Covenant, it's like, yeah, amen, amen. I'm, I'm not doing that just to encourage him. I'm doing that because that's how we receive. Mm-hmm. When you open your mouth, mm-hmm. right? That's how you agree. That's how you receive it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I want you to, to, to speak these things over yourself. I want you to think these things, especially you, bro. When you're out there leading people to the Lord and praying for people, man, salvation is your bread and butter. Yeah. It's what you do. It's who you are. Yeah. So I want you to, to be so versed mm-hmm. that salvation is the whole package. Yes. It's not just being saved from hell. Yeah. Because... People do not grasp that Jesus paid the same price Mm -hmm. for the healing of your body as the saving of your soul and your spirit. That's good. That's a good word. Because the body is just as important to God. Mm -hmm. We separated it and we robbed ourselves because of it. Right. It's true. Yeah. So... Renew your mind, for example, when it says, and I'm, and I'm going to keep doing this with these scriptures, that uh, it says for John 10, 9, it's, uh, Romans 10, 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. So how about if we do this? You, you, say, you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be delivered. Say it with your mouth, believe in your heart, you'll be healed. Mm -hmm. Say it with your mouth, believe in your heart, you'll be prosperous. Say it with your mouth, believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Say it with your mouth, believe in your heart, you'll have safety. Can can you see it? Say it with your mouth, believe it in your heart, and you'll be whole. Same price. Mm -hmm. See, what do, and and the Lord said this to me one time about, uh, we have a benefits package. When you get a new job, isn't that one of the first things you want to know? Mm-hmm. What's my benefits package? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? How much money am I going to make? Right. Now, what if, what if, that's good, Lord. What if they said to you, let's say you were making $18 an hour, and all of a sudden, the next week, your check was shorted by 100 bucks, and you say, hey, what's this? Oh, yeah, we, we dropped your, you know, your hourly to 
15 an hour. Nothing in writing? Well, yeah, we just decided to do it. Right. Would you put up with that and just stay there? No. But yet, we'll put up with Satan putting sickness on us. Come on. Come on. Acting like God's trying to teach you something from that. Come on. If that's the case, then we're not going to learn anything in heaven. Because there's no sickness in heaven. Absolutely not. Would you put cancer on a little girl or a little boy no. that's your child to teach him something? No. Then do we think God's stupid? No. And here's my here's my here's my all time favorite. People that think God uses sickness, whatever whatever spectrum you're at, whether he allows it, whether he uses it, whether it's it, whatever that spectrum is, then why do those people go to the doctor? Because you're a hypocrite. Mm. If God really made you sick to teach you something, yeah. A, is the doctor going to take it off? Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier, forget about it, right? Yeah. Secondly, are you trying to violate God's will? Because right. mm -hmm. if he really made you sick, yeah. you're trying to get out of God's will by getting well. See, we don't really believe that. Mm -hmm. If we did, we wouldn't go to the doctor. Right. We wouldn't take medicine. So we don't believe that nonsense. Right. right then why do we tolerate it? Go ahead, Christian. Well, for me personally, and I've seen it just for so many people I've prayed for, like for healing and stuff. And I think other Christians are more skeptical about it because they feel like if they go and they try to lay hands on somebody and nothing happens, then they're fearful, then they look foolish and all these things, but we can't let our experiences. That's right our experience affect who Jesus is. Because mm -hmm. Jesus said, I'm the same today, or what, I'm the same today, now, and forever, right? Paraphrasing. And the thing is, I, I, I truly, um, when I go up to somebody, I actually tell them that, hey, Jesus not only paid for your salvation of sins, but also for your healing. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed when I've mm -hmm. said that, healing comes. Because faith comes by hearing and I proclaimed it so then it's going to get done. yes that's awesome and you know and and let's let's talk about that for a second so here's my question well if I lay hands on him nothing happened according to what Ooh. says who that's right who says nothing happened that's right because maybe they don't feel it or, or what yeah I mean so again based on what nothing feelings. happened yeah, based on feelings, based on, you know, it instantly changing. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. When you got born again, did your body change? Nope. No. You got the same body. If you were short, bald, and ugly when you got saved, you're short, bald, and ugly when you get it. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, you know, if, you're, if you're Mr. Suave and good looking like Christian, you know, you're the same dude or dudette. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But the mind has to be renewed. Yes. And the body has to be trained. Yes. And we got to train ourselves to realize just because we didn't see anything change doesn't mean it didn't happen. That's, right. That's where faith comes in. So good. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with medicine. People take, Doc says, take this medicine three times a day for three weeks. You don't even question it. You take it for a week, two weeks. You don't feel any different. But hey, the doctor says take it. And then after three weeks, if it doesn't happen, you go back to the doctor and he says, well, try this. Okay. And you'll sit there and get nine prescriptions yeah. because he's a doctor. Yeah. We're just taking his word for it. Mm -hmm. How do I know it's going to work? Because right. the doc said so. Mm -hmm. 
and you know, you just Holy Spirit just said this. How about if you replace that with the Word? You take yes. this scripture three times a day yes. for three weeks and see if it's nothing that's transforming your. Hundred percent. You know, and and your mindset is so huge. Like you said earlier about they believed it. Mm. One time I went to a coffee shop and I, I had a cup like, you know, like that. And they put coffee and they put a lid on it. And I drank it and it tasted just fine. I like cream in it, you know, and I tasted and it tasted good. And I, I, for whatever reason, I opened it up and it was black. And I closed the lid and tasted it, it tasted black. But prior to that, <laughs> I thought that she put cream in it. Yeah, so it tasted sure. like it yeah. had cream. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because I, I had an inner image of it being cream. Mm-hmm. You imagined it. I imagined it being cream. I expected it to be cream. Mm-hmm. So whether you realize it or not, you are having what you expect. Yes. Because so you're right. having what you say. Mm-hmm. Yes. So whatever you say... Like when it says, you say to the mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, shall not die in your heart. Believe what you say will come to pass or have what you say. That's not just talking about good things. Mm-hmm. If you believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth, like we said here, you're having what you say. Mm-hmm. So, and then it says, um, again, for with the heart, Romans 10, 10, that was 10, 9, 10, 10. For with the heart man believes on righteousness when the mouth confessions made unto salvation. Confession is made unto saved. Mm-hmm. Confession is made unto healed. Mm-hmm. So if we want these things, what do we have to say? You got to say I'm healed. Or yes. I'm saved, or now I'm if, you're take, if you're taking notes, uh, write this down. Say what you want, not what you have. Mm-hmm. Unless what you have is what you want. That's See? a tongue twister. Yeah, that's a tongue tangler. <laughs> say what you want. Not what you have. Unless what you have is what you want. So in other words, if you want that, keep saying that. If you want it to change, what is faith? Mm -hmm. Calling things, Romans 4, 17, that be not as though they were. Yeah. Just to chime in, it's so funny that how Holy Spirit orchestrates things because he's literally quoting stuff that I said two weeks ago about the same verses about transformation mm-hmm. and we're on that that we're on that part two and now he's doing that so holy spirit is bringing back to the remembrance and he doesn't know mm-hmm. isn't that crazy so if we, if we just abide in the holy spirit it's it's about the salvation it's about the transformation right transforming even if we don't feel it how about like a a, a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly absolutely that's what that word transform literally it's like metamorphosis like a butterfly yeah, absolutely, 100%. And the mind is a battleground. Yes. That is the go-between. Yeah. See, Satan can't mess with your body. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he wants your body? Because he wants to possess it. Yeah. He has to best you through your mind. Yes. And if you, don't, if you don't let him have access to your mind, mm-hmm. he can't touch you. Mm-hmm. He can't touch your spirit. Yeah. So, and, and I think we, we forget that a lot, is you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. When the Bible talks about you, it's talking about the spirit man. Right. Don't ever again say, this is you. This isn't you. This is the house you live in. Yeah. This is your flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, nor is there salvation in any other, nor is there wholeness in any other, 
nor is there healed in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be what? Saved. saved. So you can't be saved, healed, delivered, set free, except through Jesus. But again, you gotta openeth thy moutheth. Yeah. And you gotta say it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because with the heart with the what? Heart man believes, right. with the mouth confession is made unto. So you receive it by your mouth. Right? And also says, whatever the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. speaketh. So, how do you get that abundance in your heart? By speaking it. It's kind of a. Getting a, it in there, too. Yeah, it's kind of a. Really through your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. Yes. Feeding. And it gets down into your, in your heart. Can you explain to like everyone on the podcast like how powerful your negative words are mm. or your unbelief and your doubt? Oh, absolutely. Because you believe, that's awesome, Maggie, you believe what you say more than what anybody else is saying, right? I mean, I could sit there and I could say, Chelsea, you're never going to make it. You're never going to mount to anything. But if you don't believe that, you'd be like, I don't know about all that, but I ain't listening to that. Why? Because you believe you more than me. But what if you said, you know, man, I'm never going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to amount to anything. And I keep telling you and telling you and telling you, that's good, Lord. At some point, you're going to believe one or the other. You can't hold on to two thoughts. You got to let one go. What do you say? No man can serve two masters. You will love the one or hate the other. You will cling to one or despise the other. No man can serve God in money. That word money means the world system. Wow. Right? That's good. Because God's not opposed to you being blessed and being rich like you talked about earlier. It's what you do with the money. That's the key. Because he said, charge them that are rich in this world to be ready to distribute. If he was against you being rich, he'd say, tell all the rich people to get rid of their money. That's not what he said. It says, be rich in good deeds, ready to distribute. And also it says Jesus became poor. So, we so that you might be made rich, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Exactly. So, exactly. So, um, yeah, so your negative confessions is just, oh my gosh. It's, th- yeah, thank you, Lord. Life and death, Proverbs says, is in the power of the tongue. Those that eat it will eat the, will, or that, those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you love life. You're going to eat life and speak life. Mm -hmm. You love negative, you're going to speak negative. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you could get to the place if you change your confession to where it's just as hard to say something negative as it is to say something positive. You'd have to put a gun to my head and and it still wouldn't work to make me say I'm sick, I'm broke, I'll never amount to anything. I'd have to think to speak negative now. But I used to. When I was in the military, man, I was so filthy mouthed. You know, I was Mr. Negative Mouth. But like you said, when you put that word in your mouth and you speak it and you speak it and you speak it and you get it before your eyes, you renew your mind. Like you said, don't be conformed or don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. But be transformed, metamorphosized, changed by the renewing. Re, 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 over and over and over. It's not a one-time process. It's it's renew, renew, renew. It's like the longer you you're married, right, Grandma? The longer you're married, the longer you you get to know each other. The longer you um, have fellowship with each other, the 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 
closer you could become, right? You have to work at it, mm -hmm. right? It's habitual. Yeah, it is. It's habitual. It's, it's exactly. So, but, but yeah, your negative confession. Now, now let's say you do do that. Do do that. <laughs> Let, let's say you are a negative mouth. Catch yourself. Yes. Let's say you say, man, I'm just so stupid. No, I don't believe that. I break the power of those words. I know I've said this before, but, it bear, but when you brought it up, that, that's an excellent point. Well, you know, I'll never mount to anything. Well, no, I don't believe that. I break the power of those words. So I've noticed you always say that. I break the power of those words. Now, why would you say power if it was just a normal word? Exactly. Because right. life and death is in the power of the tongue. Do you say, I break the power of those words in Jesus' name? Or you yeah, say that's actually more accurate. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I break, yeah, I break the power of those words in Jesus' name. That's exactly right. Also, Be when I pray for people, I, I've actually started using that now. Mm. I break the power of those words that were said against you. That's really good, yeah. Because I don't know what was said against them. That's right. good. Or someone says, oh, you're going to always have diabetes. Mm. There's power in what they said because they believed it, received it. There you go. Mm -hmm. And I have to cut, I'm not saying I do, but Jesus does. But when I proclaim it, it cuts all those strings that were attached. Absolutely. And now we can yeah. get to the I break the power of those words in Jesus' name. I'll never have diabetes another day in my life. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, and we'll see if God has me come back to that. But that is so, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about, you know, people have died because of their words. Yes. Yes. You know, they say Kobe Bryant said he wanted to be immortalized at a young age. Boy, he got immortalized. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, the lead singer for Leonard Skinner died just before he was 30. I never lived to see 30. I never lived to see 30. Elvis died younger than his mother. I'll never live to see, be as old as my mom. See, you say this stuff, and you say this stuff, and you say this stuff. And, you, and what happens is, this is going to help somebody. And then that person goes into a coma, and that's why you can't get them out. Wow. Because they put spiritual words and spiritual laws into effect, and they're the only ones that can undo them. God won't. So can you go a little bit deeper into that? That's, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you are... are Cursing yourself by your words. Wow. What did he say? By your words you shall be justified, or by your words you shall be condemned. You give account for every idle word. An, an idle word is an empty and operative word. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'll never amount to anything. Why do I do that? Scared me to death. Thrilled me to death. Dying to go. And we, we add these things on it, and we don't realize, and Satan just laughs his head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just taking notes. Well, they just gave me permission. I can kill him now. But, he does, but, but he's not able to actually kill you. But your words are what set negative things in motion. Yeah. And then God can't pull you out of it because you made the choice. And why would Jesus judge you based off your words if they didn't mean anything? If they didn't mean anything. 100%. Yeah, you're, I'll tell you, your words mean everything. In fact, like I said, your, your, your words are how you get saved. You could know it all you want, but you have to say it. Mm -hmm. Jesus, come into my heart. Yeah. You know? Man, um, powerful stuff. And it says, um, behold, God is my salvation. God is my deliverance. God is my, um, my wholeness. God is my safety. God is my peace. God is my deliverance. Those single women out there, that's your verse, salvation, man. You're saved. Lord, you're my husband. 
until I, you know, you're going to protect me. And even after that, like, you know, people don't agree with this maybe, but we always hear the man's the provider. Give me one scripture for that. Show me one scripture in the Bible that says the man's the provider. You can't find it. The only verse that even comes close is if a man don't provide for his family, he's an infidel. But that was talking about providing for widows and orphans. No, Jesus is the provider of our family. Now, the man is a spiritual head. But that doesn't mean he's supposed to lord it over or dominate his wife. Mm-hmm. See, it says treat the woman as the weaker vessel. Didn't say she was. Mm-hmm. He just says treat her that way. Kind of like when he says, I don't know why I'm saying this, but esteem others higher than yourself. Well, that doesn't mean you put yourself down. Because mm-hmm. if you're worms, worm dirt, <laughs> then they're just above worm dirt. Yeah. No, it just means put them ahead of you, but it doesn't mean debase yourself. You know, I just don't feel guilty about anything. If anything, I feel maybe guilty about not feeling guilty. <laughs> I, I just believe, I just take him at his word. Lord, you knew what you were getting when you called me. You knew the mess I was getting, so deal with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose, you know, you chose me. Right. I couldn't save myself. Right. But the thing is, too, I think we have to, we got to have some accountability, right? Like we, I was, I said this maybe two or three weeks ago. You should never stop. So you're the only one that stops the process of you growing in God. And if we stop the Holy Spirit from doing a mighty work in us, mm. it's on us. Because Absolutely. God's already given us everything. Like Absolutely. What made, you know, um, John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and, you know, Charles Spurgeon, who they are, is not because, yeah, they were given anointing and, yeah, they were called. But I believe they really seek God more than we did. Absolutely. And, and that's why it, it's so beautiful that Jesus like, you can get as much yes. as you want of me, yes. but it's up to you. Up to you. Yes. And 100%. And, and if I mess up, First John 1, 9, Lord, you said, if I confess my sin, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Because what we forget is when you confess that sin wasn't when he found out about it. Right. That's, that's when you got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Joyce Meyer said one time about beating herself up when she'd sin. And he, he said, Joyce, uh, how long are you going to beat yourself up over this? Oh, about two weeks. Well, why can't you just forgive yourself now? Yeah. Because if you beat yourself up, you're saying the blood's not enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that. I've also noticed people that don't forgive themselves don't get healed. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, because, see, here's the thing people don't realize. The same, I, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because what you just said. The same power that it takes to forgive mm-hmm. is the same power it takes to receive forgiveness. Mm-hmm. The same faith it takes to forgive, because you've got to forgive by faith, mm-hmm. is the same faith it takes to receive it. Yeah. So if you don't forgive, it's not that he won't, he can't. Because you're holding on to it. You want, you're not letting it go. You're not able to receive your healing. You're not able to receive your forgiveness. So here's my question. What, what can anybody possibly do to you that's worth you, you know, staying sick, staying in pain? So let it go. Cut it loose because yeah. it's not worth it. Again, forget about it, right? You ever seen that uh, picture where... It's this little girl holding a teddy bear and Jesus is squatted down and he has a huge teddy bear in the back of him. Mm. And he's like holding his hand out 
to grab it, but the girl like won't let it go. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? No, but that's awesome. So like, or I was the Holy Spirit just brought that to my remembrance because we're not gonna be able to receive what He has until we give it to Him. That's it. So then our hands are free to receive. That's it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Now the rest of that verse, Isaiah twelve two, is what I said. God, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. That's good because if he if safety is part of salvation, then what do you got to be afraid of? That's so good, mm. right? Good. Who's bigger than God? For yeah or yea, the Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. And I just got a revelation that when He said that, when did He become your salvation? When you said it, yes, <laughs> that's good. So, so good. when you said it, that's when you got. Saved. Yeah. Were you saved before you said it? No. Now let's take a let's take a life preserver for example. You know those uh, uh, like a life preserver and with a rope on it. And if and if you're in the water and somebody on a big ship throws this thing at you, what if you take it and throw it back and say, "Don't chuck things at me, man. Save me." The very thing they're throwing at you to save you, you're rejecting. But here's my question. When they give when they put that life preserver in the water, what are they saving you from? Drowning, shark attack, dehydration, right? They're saving you from whatever is in that situation. So he didn't just I think you started you said it earlier about we've been we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Yes. Right? What is it? Colossians. And transferred and changed and put into a new kingdom. That's just conveyed. Whatever that means. Conveyed. Yeah. Conveyed. Taken out of one. Put in another. See, it wasn't just what you were saved out of, but it's what were you saved into. See, he wasn't just in, they say grace is favor. It is. But it wasn't just him being in favor of you getting saved. He did something about it. He could be in favor. He could say, well, if you, you, you want to get saved, that's okay. Well, I don't have anything to get saved with. Well, I know, but if you want to, go ahead. Mm. No, no, he took part in it by dying on the cross, rising from the dead, so that you could be saved. Yes. If not, then calling on the name of the Lord would do nothing if he didn't pay the price, right? So now, it says here, it says, um, I like this right here. Yeah, he has become our salvation when you said it, right? Receiving the end of your faith, 1 Peter 1, 9, I love that. It says, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, that's not talking about born again there, okay? The salvation of the soul is it's a process, like you said. You are being, your soul is being saved, so to speak, right? When it talks about to the saving of the soul, it's renewing your mind. Because your spirit's already born again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I, I almost said that and I got away from it. We, we got to stop this nonsense that, oh, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. You can't be both. That's good. When you got saved by grace, you're not a sinner anymore. That's right. It said in what, 1 John 1, it says that we, I believe it's 1 John 1, it says that if you're born of God, you don't sin. Because the spirit man doesn't sin. Come on. Right. And you're a saint now. And you're a saint now. You don't have to be dead for 100 years and the, and the church vote on you. No, you became a saint, That's good. right? That's 
You don't have to pray in Latin, in Numa Dei Patere Spiritu Santo. You don't have to do that. Okay? Right? You were made the righteousness of God. Come on. You were made a saint. Kind of like the Italian people that are made men, right? <laughs> made men. Except I'm, ma I'm a made man in Jesus, right? Come on, right? And it shall come, Romans 2, Acts 2.21, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls, there it is again, on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be healed. Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be delivered. That's good, Lord. I like that. Whoever, in other words, you're calling on the Lord for what you want. Yes. Lord, I'm calling on you as my Savior. Mm -hmm. I'm calling on you as my healer. I'm calling on you as my deliverer. I'm calling on you as my wholeness. Mm -hmm. I'm calling on you as my setter freer. <laughs> I'm calling on you as my wholeness. So he is going to be whatever you call him. Now, he's already that. But not to you until you say it. Right. So I just have a question. So I've heard like some. Well, Benny Hinn said um, that uh, God doesn't hear the unbeliever's prayer. The only time He hears the unbeliever's prayer is when they ask for God to save them. And that's true because God didn't know you as a sinner. Jesus did, but God did not. No, that's you're gonna, separated from him anyway, right? Yeah, because you're separated from God. God can't look on sin. Jesus became sin on the cross. That's so good. Wow. You know, that's so good. You know, you know, I was watching this, wow. this uh, movie, and it said that when Jesus was on the cross and he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God's eyes are so holy that he couldn't even look at his son. Because he was exactly filled with sin. well, and you know also I never that, knew that did you know also that was him quoting Psalm twenty two? No, well, he had to say that to, to fulfill the prophecy. Well, so both things. Yeah, there. and 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 I don't believe that Jesus was held accountable for the things that he said and did on the cross because he became sin. See, 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 sin is spiritual death right. or separation from God. And the people that have issue with Jesus didn't die spiritually, they just, okay, then if he didn't, you do. You'll have to. Because mm, he did it all. He did it all. Spiritual death is separation from God. Yeah. That's what just one time the Lord said to me, he said, imagine if you couldn't pray to me. And I almost went, panicked for a minute. I said, don't ever say that to me again. Because yeah. <laughs> that's hell. Yeah. Forget, forget fire and brimstone. Forget torment. Mm -hmm. Think about a place where there's no God. You can't talk to him. You can't experience him. Scary. Man, you know, that's why your mind goes tilt because you were not made to be in hell. Man was, see, why did God create hell for the devil and his angels? Yep. God didn't create hell for man. That's right. mm -hmm. But when you choose Satan as your savior, see, that's what people think, like that Rush song, you know, you, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice, but I'll choose free will. It doesn't work that way. If you don't choose, a choice will be made for you. You have to choose. Choose you this day who you will serve. Mm -hmm. As for me and my hacienda, <laughs> we will serve the Lord, right? <laughs> but, uh, it, and then it says, I like this in Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. In other words, you never be good enough. But according to his mercy, he what? Saved us. According to his mercy, he made us whole. According to his mercy, he gave us safety. You see how all that fits? Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. 
And then Romans 16, 31 says, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be what? Saved, you and your whole household, Acts 16, 31. You'll be whole. You'll be saved. You'll be delivered. Are we, are we, are we getting a hold of this? That salvation is so, so much more. It's the whole package. Now, getting back to earlier when I said it's your benefits package. So when you're on a job, isn't that one of the first things you find out? What's my benefits? Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all his, what? Benefits. Forget not all his benefits. So I have a question. So I know a lot of Christians, well, they always tend to pray to God for the blessings, for this and that. And I've noticed it doesn't really happen for them. And I also like correlated what Dan Moeller said. He said... 97% of Christians don't go into their secret place. So I'm realizing that there has to be this relationship, mm -hmm. communion, for you to actually access the benefits, the inheritance, the covenant. Well, how do you receive anything from God? By what? By faith. By faith, right? Where does faith come from? I'm if you don't know what he says, you can't have faith for it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's... So many people. Well, I'm just believing God. Great. What is it about God you're believing? What? What is it about your, him you're believing? Well, I believe he's good. Yeah, I do. But okay, what does that mean? I believe, he, I believe he wants to heal me. Great. I do too. But what scripture are you standing on? See, when it says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, that's talking about the anointed preached word, whether you're preaching it or somebody else is preaching it. But that, that word, in other words, People, people say, well, I believe God wants me to prosper. Great. Based on what? Well, based on the word. What word? I could quote hundreds of scriptures about prosperity. But which ones are you standing on? You can't have faith unless you've heard from the Holy Spirit that that's the verse you're going to stand on. But you won't able to hear the Holy Spirit's voice if you don't spend time. If you don't spend time with him. Exactly. You got to spend. Right. Well, it's like yeah. your marriage. You know, you got to spend time together to get to know each other, right? It's the same thing with him, exactly. So any questions before I go on, any comments, anything? Are you guys grasping this? Is this making sense? It's not too simple, is it? No, I just think that, like, because I don't want to speak on, like, on behalf of the body of Christ, but I can speak as a member and I can speak as... You know, I've seen a, a lot of people healed, and I've seen a lot of people, I've seen a lot of miracles, I've seen a lot of amazing things. But it's, the hardest is when I have to pray for another Christian. Now the thing is, it's like, okay, it's either the lack of knowledge, or it's either they're set on these ways that they've been taught, and it's, if we just went to the simplicity of the gospel, they would understand. Well, it's that, but also, unfortunately, a lot of Christians have to unlearn things. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? You have to unlearn. I mean, take a woman that's been in six abusive relationships and she finally gets a good man, you know, and sometimes she doesn't fall for him. Well, there's no heat. Oh, I see. Let me smack you around a little bit. We'll get some heat going. Yes. You know what I mean? There's no passion there because he doesn't yell and flip out and knock the flipping you know stuffing out of you right so there's no heat there you see what i'm saying oh you mean a good man yeah well 
doesn't the scripture say the traditions of man make the word oh of my gosh effect? yeah yeah the traditions of man make the it's, word of god of none effect oh yeah oh yeah it's tradition it's religion it's what you're used to and it's like one man said in a movie, it's amazing what you can get used to, you know? But that's the truth. You, you, again, we, we, we have to stop judging by what things look like and things feel like. And, and sometimes you just got to believe it because the Word said it. And say, I choose to believe that. And then eventually your mind will be renewed, but you have to make a choice. Mm. Now, let me say this. This came up about where it talks about the, uh, putting on the whole armor of God. Notice it calls the helmet of salvation. 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 What are we supposed to think? Thoughts of salvation. The helmet of wholeness. The helmet of healing. See? So you're, you have to put on the mind of Christ. What's the mind of Christ? The anointed mind. In other words, we say WWJD, which is accurate. What would Jesus do? But you could just as uh, scripturally accurately say, what would Jesus say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you something a little dicey, but mm-hmm. it's really, all, I, I don't know, I just, I just feel like I just need to ask you. What do you think about the salvation prayer? Well, to me, I think we, you know, and, and you've heard things like Roman roads and, they, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to be careful we are so sin conscious. In fact, it doesn't say you have to confess your sin to get saved. It's, it, says, it says if you say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It didn't say you had to confess your sin. But 1 John 1, 9 says if we, it's talking to Christians, this stupidity grace message about, you know, you don't have to confess your sins anymore. That is about as unscriptural as you can get. Saying First John one is written to sin is sinners really, yeah. really. So John was a sinner because John said, "If we, who was First John written to Christians, if we confess our sin, number one, if you never got saved, you can confess your sin all you want. The only sin that sends people to hell is not believing Jesus as Lord. That's good, right? That kind of answers my question because the thing is, I was so. I was leading so many people to Christ, right? I'm like, okay, you're going to say the salvation prayer with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, get, I get what it means. Like, yeah, you cover, the, right? you, you cover the basics. Okay. You cover the foundation yeah. of it. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to say it. It's a guide. It's a guide. But the thing is, though, like, for you to be truly born again, you have to have an encounter with Jesus. Because that's what happened to me. Like, I've probably said it a thousand times that salvation prayer but I was still living like the world. Right, but what did he say? You confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart. heart. So again, if you're a sinner, you don't know anything. It's it's like, you know, his daughter at five. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't expect a whole lot from a five-year-old. But when Mm -hmm. she's 25, he's going to expect a lot more from her. And it's the same thing as God. He wants us to grow up. Well, I used to get prayed for, and then I got healed like that. And now I get prayed for, I don't get healed. Well, because God wants you to grow up. Mm. So when you're a sinner and you don't know anything, he'll take anything. He'll, you know, yeah. you know, it's like when a, a baby goes, ba ba boo boo isn't that cute? But if they're 30 and they go, ba ba boo boo it's like something's wrong with that, right? <laughs> right? I mean, if, if I had, you know, my six-month-old baby on my shoulders and he was drooling on my hair, that's cute. 
But if I had Christian on my shoulders and he was drooling on my hair, that's, you know, there's something wrong with that. So, right. So we're supposed, God wants us to grow up. And that's really why, and that's my job is to grow, raise up leaders and, and ministers and grow people up. You know, that's why I'm pretty blunt sometimes, you know, because I want people to grow up, but but I got several more scriptures, but how much time do we have? Do we need to shut her down? It's 8.06 right now. Let's see. I want to make sure we don't go over. Oh, no, you got 15 minutes. Okay. So any other questions before I move on? Did I, did I pretty much cover uh, what you were asking, Christian, or any other maybe questions uh, yeah. about this? Those do we really good. understand what salvation is? Do you have more of a grasp, more of an understanding how full and deep and meaningful and what salvation really is and means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank definitely. you. And then it says, um, our, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, and by grace you've been saved. Mm-hmm. So we were dead in trespasses, mm-hmm. now we're saved. Mm-hmm. You were an old sinner and then you got saved. And you were born again. You're not just some remanufactured sinner. You're, That's good. you're born again. You're a new. Right, in fact, it says, what does it say? Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation or creature. Literally, that means a new species of being that never existed before that time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You were this way. Now you're this way. I love that with faith, man. You know, one minute it could be like this. And the very next minute, it's like this. One day you go to sleep this way, and the next day you wake up this way. Mm-hmm. It's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, for by grace that brings, uh, Titus 2.11 says, for the grace of God brings what? Salvation. Or I'm sorry, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Now that's good. It appeared to all men, but you have to receive it. You have to get into a secret place. Like you said, Christian, if if most people don't spend time training your ear to hear the Lord, then it would be just like, you know, back in the day when Jesus spoke from, or the, the Father spoke from heaven mm-hmm. and it sounded like it thundered. Mm-hmm. See, what did Jesus say in John 10? My sheep know my voice. voice yes. Well, how do you know his voice if you don't recognize? If you called me on the phone, I would know it's you. Right. But if somebody else called me and said, this is Christian, I'm like, Christian who? Well, it's Christian Gossett. Is it Gossett or Gossett? Gossett. Okay. Again, there's the Italian, right? Gossett, hey. <laughs> but, hey. But I would be like, Christian who? Yeah. Well, God, no, no, I, I know his voice. Mm. And it's the same thing with God. See, they are three yet one. But they are three separate individuals. I, like yourself, probably, I've heard the voice of Jesus. Not audibly, but in here. Yes. I've heard the voice of the Father. I've heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And they're all three different. They are. Now, as an evangelist, you probably hear Jesus' voice a lot more. A lot of it depends on your call. But, like, when you hear me talk, I usually talk about the Father or, you know, fellowship with God. And you maybe you'll say yeah. Jesus. None, it's not wrong. No. It's just, um, you know, it's just... A lot of it's your relationship or your calling. And let me say this. Can you hold that for a minute? So let me say this real quick about prayer. Okay. Okay. 
go ahead and say what you're going to say, and then we'll get back to prayer. Don't let me forget, uh, Chelsea. So, you're right. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have distinct ways how they talk to you. Absolutely, they have, how they deal with they, you. They have a different tone. They, it, it's completely different. If I talk to my dad, my uncle, my grandpa, they all talk differently. Yes. And they all talk with different tones and different mannerisms. Because I know when the Father's talking to me, it's like a different, like, I know it's the Father. Yes. And when it's Jesus, I have more of that friendship. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, he's also my master. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and, Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit is, I always call him beloved Holy Spirit because he's always there with me. Yeah. He's, o- he's like, he's, he goes with me everywhere I go. And me and him can talk and we can, I'll ask him, like, Holy Spirit, what does this mean? You know, yes. but I can hear that very clear when I'm in the secret place because there's no other distractions, no other things. But I've learned how to um, distinguish, distinguish, but also how to like, not practice. What's the yeah, word no, that's for? a good word. Practice yeah. the presence of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Also, like building. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm learning how to hear them. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And and, and let me say this before I talk about prayer for a minute. The reason some of you are dealing with symptoms, it's because you've never settled it. You've never, you never said it. See, we can't, we can't settle when the manifestation is going to come. That's not our problem. But if you've never stepped across that line and said, I believe I received, that's why you keep having back pain or keep having sickness because you've never settled it. And said, on this date and time, that's when I received. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, all the symptoms change? I didn't say that. Oh, I felt better? I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to say, when I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. Mm-hmm. So you are setting the conditions, not God. So good. Oh, God, heal me. Oh, God, heal me. He already did. What else is he going to do? Climb back up on the or, or get whipped again by the cat of nine tails just yeah. so you'll be healed? Bible says that, you know, don't say Jesus come down and, and touch me. We got, we got to get rid of these terms that, oh, come touch us, Lord. If he actually touched you, believe me, you'd be touched. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about prayer. We're talking about growing up. So, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, but how many people have you heard pray, dear Jesus, dear Jesus? Now that's cute when you're five. Mm-hmm. Dear Jesus, bless mommy and daddy and you know, now I lay me down to sleep, da 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 That's cute. But when you're supposed to grow up, it's not cute anymore. Jesus said in John 16, 23, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give it you. Hitherto, you've not asked anything in my name. But basically, from now on, you ask the Father in my name. That's why people's prayers don't get answered. Dear Jesus, heal so-and-so. You might as well just say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Right? right? That's, you don't, that's not, in fact, well, I won't get into that. But, but anyway, so, so we need to renew our minds to these things. And again, listen, let's throw pride aside. If you realize you've been doing something dumb, just say, you know what? I do see that. I won't do it again. Like I used to say the past is under the blood. And I had a friend of mine say, Carmen, I thought the past was washed away by the blood. Immediately, I said, you know what? You're right. And I corrected it and said, you're right. I'm wrong. It is washed away by the blood. So make the corrections. 
don't don't be prideful. Don't if you don't know, you don't know. That's good. Nobody will ever get mad at you for saying, you know what? I thought that way for 40 years. Now I see different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody will get mad at you to, if you're honest and say, you know, you know what? I used to think that, but I don't anymore. And even me personally, you know, I talk to Jesus and I'll ask Jesus for certain things. But I know I need to ask the Father. And I do too. But I think it depends on, I guess, your relationship, I would say. Because there's some things that I ask Jesus to go and that person would have an encounter with him. Get me? But I that's but that's different. Prayer, yeah, you're yeah, exactly. You're not you're not Yeah, you're right. communication right. communicating with him, but you're not praying to Jesus right. to do that. Right. See what I'm saying? So right. so that's a different that's a different right. thing. Right. So I just want to clear it just for yeah. the people that didn't No, no, that's a different thing. Yeah. Now Psalm twenty seven one says, I want to get these in just so that people can write it down if they want. But it says, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, if he's your salvation, then guess what? You have nothing to be afraid of, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Though I walk through the sh- valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. By the way, that wasn't talking about, we preached that at funerals. But it says, though I walk through. How many dead people you know walk through the valley of the shadow of death? They didn't die. They walked through it. In fact, they didn't even walk through death. They walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so why do I fear no evil? Because my God's the biggest, baddest thing in the valley, yep. right? And he says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Why am I afraid? I got salvation. See, see, when it talks about, like I said, salvation, it's, it's, it's an all-inclusive whole thing, right. okay? We're drawing this to a close uh, but Romans 1.17 said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Ah, there it is again. Say it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. Mm-hmm. To the Jew first and then to the Greek. But here's my point. The gospel or the good news about the or Christ or about the anointed one and his anointing, it is the power of God to salvation. In other words, salvation has come upon all men, but you have to receive it. Mm-hmm. Mark eleven twenty four. what things of you desire when you pray, believe you receive. That word receive means take it. You got to take it. Mm-hmm. If you don't take it, it's not yours. If I handed you a gift, you have to reach out and take it, right? right? Um, Romans 1, 16 says, for I am not ashamed. Of, oh, that's the one I just said in it. Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 7, therefore, 725, therefore he is also able to save Mm -hmm. to the utmost. There you go. I love that. To give you wholeness to the utmost, to give you strength, to give safety. It's all part of salvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Utmost those who come to God. Say it again. Therefore, he is also able to save, heal, deliver, make whole to the utmost those who come to God through him. Through Jesus, right? Since he always lives to make intercession for us. And then uh, we got about five minutes left, right? So let me do this and we'll, we'll, we'll be done, take, I think. Take your time and we'll, we'll do a continuation. So whatever you feel like whatever okay. the Holy Spirit wants to do, just keep going. We're here. So. Okay. So, so anyway, I really wanted this to sink in because so every time you hear saved, I want you to say deliverance, prosperity, safety, saving, deliver, protect. <sighs> wholeness, right? All, you know, where it says, may the God of peace, what is it, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, may the God of peace, 
separate, sanctify you wholly, not H-O-L-Y, W-H-O-L-L-Y, mm. all one piece, your whole spirit, soul, body, and you could say financially, socially, but wholeness is salvation. Yes. So again, that's good, Lord. When you call on the name of the Lord and you'll be saved, it doesn't just mean born again. When you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be healed. You'll be whole. You'll be delivered. See, most people don't re ever receive, right? So really, that's really what I have in my heart. Is there any other questions? Is there anything else I need to expound on? Expand on? I don't think... I think you covered it very well. I think it was very dead on and it was simple. And that's what we need to hear. Because we can complicate a lot of things. I mean, me especially, I, I, I could say that for myself. But the thing is, I'm kind of feeling this in my spirit, and I don't know if you are either, like, there's going to be some prophetic things that are going to happen. Like, I, I keep hearing that. Like, I don't know about us prophesying or us doing something, but I really feel it in my spirit that something's going to happen this year. Or, or if, if there's a word that you have for the church today or, or whatever you feel, like, I, I, just, I kind of feel that. Well, one thing that's coming up is momentum. You know, finish, we only got what, today and tomorrow, and finish this year with momentum. You know, get an excitement about you. Get an expectation about you that next year is going to be even better. He said this to me. Um, I'm 59, and I don't mind saying that. And what the Lord showed me, he said, I want you to think this way. When you're, when, when you're 60, by the time I turn 60, I'm going to be more healed. I'm going to be more whole. I'm going to be more strong. But what are most people? Oh, you know, I'm getting older. Oh, you know, the first thing that, that goes when you get older is your memory. And I forgot the second thing. Ha, ha, ha. All you're doing is talking yourself into dullness. Isn't that horrible how that's just normal? Yeah. It's laughed upon yeah. and it's cool. Like, One oh, I always wake up with aches and pains. Like, yeah. Exactly. One time my wife, when she was 30, they, they got her black balloons on her birthday. I have got all over them. I said, what is wrong with you people? Seriously? I got shoes older than 30. Really? <laughs> you know, it's like, but we start that way and we wonder why people die so young. Yeah. So anyway, that's my attitude. By the time I'm 60, I'm going to be more rich, more healed, more whole, more strong, and I'll say this real quick. You don't, well, whoever are you thinking about retirement, stop that. You're not supposed to retire. You're supposed to refire. Ooh, now, maybe you, maybe you don't work secularly anymore, but I get so fed up with, with people giving their whole life 20, 30, 40 years to a job, and then God gets the leftovers. So now we're going to get in our camper and run around the country, and God gets the leftovers. Come on. This job got all our vitality and our vigor and our work but now god gets the leftovers and they replaced you in two weeks and they were yeah and that ain't right so wrong. well i'm on a fixed income well that's your problem unfix it god give me a scripture for i'm on a fixed income give me one scripture see we get old because we think old wow. Lord spoke to me one time he said son he said if you get the elderly people full of the holy ghost full of the word and get their needs met, get them healed, then they'll pour back into the young people. Think, of, think about the witness and the light it is. 
when here you are in your 60s and 70s and, and you're young and you're spry and you're strong and you're full of, full of wisdom and, and, you know, people, you know, why do you think people don't want to be around older, elderly people? It's about time you come see your grandma and you're thinking, I ain't coming back to see you again. I mean, it sounds terrible, but you're like, I hope you die before I come back. I don't want to listen to this, right? But the darker it gets the more brighter you should shine. Amen. Yeah. Right? So, so if you didn't have what it took, you would have been born 100 years ago. Wow. So you have what it takes for this next generation. That's good. And let me say this real quick. Each one of you have a call. Yes. Just because you don't have a call to the fivefold ministry, you have a call. Yes. And in that call is your salvation, is your healing, is your health, is your wholeness. If you're not doing that call then you're not going to ever reach the potential God has for you. You're not going to reach the blessings God has for you. Because where you're supposed to be, that's where your blessing is. That's where your angels are. That's where your protection is. And all of us are called to have a shepherd. All of us are called to have a pastor. And if we're not hooked up with that pastor, you're not going to be blessed. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. So you got to find out where that sheepfold is, get in it, and then God can bless you. Good. Yeah, this message yeah. brought to you by <laughs> Carmen Batista. <laughs> I'm Carmen. I approve this message. Yeah. The, yeah, the thing is, you know, if we all just step into what God has called us to do, like that's you it. said, it, that that's it. Like, that. like what Chelsea did today and what I did today and whoever did anything for the Lord today, you know, I don't, I, I haven't been called to the ministry. Like, God hasn't said, go into the ministry yet. He's just wanted me to do what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. And right now. And it's it's amazing because once he does, I'll answer. And I'll You're just it. talking about he hadn't told you to let secular work go yet. Right, right. But you I mean are you are ministering. You are. It's like me. Right. I, I'm still working secularly until I'm able to let that go and go full time. But right. until then, right now, what am I doing? Ministry. I'm ministering. I'm preaching the gospel. Yeah. I'm ministering. That's good. I have a question. Can you clarify the importance of attending church and having oh my a shepherd, gosh, yeah. a pastor? Yeah. Well, who are the shepherd? Who are the sheep that get hurt and they get their legs broken and that starve to death? Those that don't have a shepherd. Mm. Who get attacked by lions? Who gets it right? Whoa. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Exactly. It's because, it, what's the shepherd there? The, God, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, he gave us earthly shepherds. Right. Well, I could be just as good a Christian at home. No, you can't. No, you can't. We are the body of Christ. It says that the body is compacted or joined or held together by that which every joint supplies. I get so fed up with people that want to come and, and well, you know, I like the pastor. I like the children's ministry. What difference does that make? Mm -hmm. If you're supposed to be there, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. See, where you're supposed to be, that's your blessing. That's why Christians die young. They won't tithe, which is your protection. They won't go where they're supposed to go. They won't be where they're supposed to be. I mean, what, what, did, what, did, what did the original Karate Kid, what do you say, best defense for punches? No be there when punch gets there, basically. <laughs> I mean, if they, if, you know. So all I'm saying is, that's where your blessing is. That's where your protection is, is in that sheepfold. 
And if you're not there and you don't have a pastor, then God's not able to bless you the way he wants to. That's just how it works. I told Pastor David that. I said, you're not getting there without me. And I can't get there without you. We need each other. Right? Can the hand say to the foot, I don't need you? That's why Christians don't ever grow. They don't ever mature because they won't, you know, they're, they're, God bless them, but they're flighty. They, they're there twice a month, once a month. Well, dear God, it's like, what if that was your relationship with your wife? You know, hey, toots, I'll be home later. You know, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Or Christer, I'll see you on Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Your wife on Christmas and Easter. Yeah, can you imagine that? The thing is, though, I talk to a lot of people that have been hurt by church, right? There's a, you go in the sheepfold, and then the sheep are buying in the back of your heel, too. But the thing is, though, I love what Dan Moeller said. He said, we need to come into the church not to, to what we can receive, what we can get, but also, what can we bring? Well, let me ask well, you how this. Can, how can we help the right. church? Well, let me ask you this. Why, why were you hurt? Got offended. You got offended. You let yourself get hurt. Right. You weren't supposed to get hurt. Right. It says, Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah. The shield of faith quenches all the fire darts of the wicked one. So if you were hurt, that's your fault. I'm sorry. It's the truth. It's your fault. Like one man said to me, you know, when we used to pastor, he said, you know, um, he said, you know, I've been hurt by six other pastors. And I said, well, hopefully I'm not number seven. But what, what I really wanted to say is, okay, so we got a pattern here. Yeah. Yeah. Help me understand this. Six pastors hurt you. What's the only common denominator? You. So if you let yourself be hurt, no man should ever be that much to you. Well, he backslid and that hurt me. I'm sorry, but... You're not, it, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If they're not acting Christ-like, you love them, but you can follow their faith, but not their doctrine. See, some people's doctrine is wrong, but their faith is right. You follow their example, but you can't follow men like, you know, oh, if you, know, if you do this, it's going to hurt me. Well, why? Why would it hurt you? Because you're letting them be your source. But it's what you bring because somebody may never get, somebody may come to church one time yeah. and you were the one that was supposed to lead them to Jesus. Yeah. We know of a scenario like that. At a funeral I talked about that where one man died and, and somebody from, from covenant life uh, led them to the Lord. And years later he died. We said, what if that man never came to church that day? So I'm just saying, where you're supposed to be, that's where your protection is. Other than getting born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, there's nothing more important than being in the right sheepfold. Because yeah. that's your protection. And then it's community, too. Right? It's community. It's Even the world understands that. Yeah. Community, community. Okay. But again, you're the hand. You're the foot. You're the eye. We all need each other. Right. You will never reach spiritual maturity. It says he gave the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher... For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, which is the edifying the body of Christ in love. So so what do you think, lately I I see church as more of hurt people or hurting people. And it becomes like this pity party. And there's no growth, there's no stimulation. And it seems like it's the same, I'm not saying all the people at church, 
but a big majority, they're still the same. Well, you just it, come to church on Sunday and think like, oh, this right. is it. It's because, number one, the, the pastors aren't preaching the word. They're preaching community, this, and they're preaching, you know, current events and my opinion. And I don't give two flips about your opinion. Mm-hmm. Opinions right. are like elbows. We all have them. Can't use the other word. But, <laughs> you know, I don't care about your opinion. Right. I don't care what you think. Right. I don't even care what I think. That's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> what I think doesn't matter. Yeah. So if they're not preaching the word, you can't grow. Mm-hmm. They're not even preaching milk because it said if you preach milk, you'll grow. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two... That's good, Lord. How can the pastor get to a higher level when half the sheep are showing up once a month or every three months or every four months? You're not rooted and grounded. You're not settled. So if the people come and plug in and expect to receive, Pastor and I have talked about this, about like you guys said about pulling. You guys pull on that and pull on that because you understand that. But others come, like like I'd go to the woman's prison, and oh my gosh, I'd get high in the Holy Ghost. They would pull on me so hard. And then I'd go to the men's prison. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Bless me. I dare you. Better men you tried couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you might as well just like, you oh, know, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's the same thing. You know, it's number one is, are you coming consistently? Like I said, and I'll say this about tithing. Tithing is not about money. It's about the heart. And I heard myself say this one time that we can trust God for our eternal salvation, but I can't trust you for 10%. Come on. I can trust you to keep me for eternity, but I can't trust you with 10%. Ooh. Tithing is not about money. Well, tithing's old covenant. No, it was long before old covenant. Right. Tithing is actually about the word, mm-hmm. about what you speak. So it's not about money. It's about faithfulness. It's about, you know, your heart. Do, your heart. It's about what did he tell me to do? So again, there's some things that are never going to come out unless we plug in and come together. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's something about that corporate anointing mm-hmm. that things just won't come out any other way. And God appointed, you know, teachers, preachers, pastors, you know. To perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. Exactly. And we need each other. And you're not going to help each other unless you plug in. And you, you know, Christian, like you said, you see it, you lay hands on somebody, it's like laying hands on a board, nothing. Then other people, man, you know, like grandpa, every time I lay hands on you, you push my hand off, right? Because it feels like electricity, right? Because you're hungry and you pull on it. Other people, it's like, okay. It's not that somehow I'm more anointed when I pray for you, it's because you expect it. You're hungry. Mm-hmm. And I almost get to the point sometimes, though, with some people, I don't even want to give them words because they just think if you give them a word that you know everything. Mm-hmm. God's not going to tell me everything about you. Right. I don't want to know everything about you. Mm-hmm. All I do is say what he tells me to say and then shut up. Mm-hmm. And that's why, Chelsea, when you said, no, what was that word? I'm like, I don't know because it came out of my heart. It didn't come out of my head. <laughs> That's why I forget. But we still prayed over it and I'm healed. There you go. Exactly. So I have a question. So if someone's looking for a church, what tips would you give that person that's looking for a church to call home? Yeah. Number one is, are they preaching the word of God? Not their opinion. Are they preaching that word? Right? The full God. In other words, that word. um, In other words, are they preaching it like this? What is the word saying? 
who is it talking to, and then they read verses before it and after it to make sure that it's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Number two is check your heart when you're there. Mm-hmm. Do you have peace? Do you have a leading? Do you have, you know, now if, if you know, if, if you go to, if you're lost and you go and get born again at that church, I would stay there, stay there until God tells you different, Good. right? But again, that number one is, is the word being taught. Number two is, do you bear witness in your spirit that, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Does it feel like family? Does it feel like home? Not just, are they friendly? Because like I said, people are at a job and well, there's no Christians here. I'm going to quit. Really? God sent you there for a reason, Christian, Mr. Christian. So, right? No, why I was asking this is because the people that are listening on the other end, all around the world, a lot of people start this new year like, oh, I'm going to start going to church. Right. So that's why I wanted you to clarify because you're a pastor and you know, like, okay, don't go to church like that, but go to church like this. You know what I mean? So we need clarity. Do they believe in in, uh, healing? Do they believe in prosperity? Do they believe in... You know, God wants you to be blessed. I mean, if they start, you know, you know, saying, "Well, God will break your leg to teach you something," man, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, people have, you know, "Oh, God will break your leg just to prove He can heal it." Right. Man, that's plumb stupid. Yeah. That's ignorance gone to seed, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, you know, yeah. And then, does it bear witness? Do you have peace when you listen to this man? And and I get so tickled. People will come and and well, I didn't go there because I don't like the sound. Well, maybe God sent you to do something about it. A lot of times when you're frustrated about a situation, it's because God sent you to do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's why you're frustrated all the time. Because mm-hmm. he sent you there to do certain things, and then you won't stay long enough until it's fixed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just a lot, it's just a lot of people. I mean, there's... I just see so weird. many. Edit. <laughs> No, it's true though, because I, 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 I'll be transparent. You know, like for me, obviously, like I want to get a new job and kind of things fell through. But then now I'm seeing that I'm like, okay, I'm touching another person. I'm touching another person. And it's like, it, it just doesn't stop. Right. But I'm the only Christian out. I can't say I'm the only one. I believe there's maybe a few. It's his fault, Chelsea. He's pulling it out of me. So yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you gotta prophesy. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's he told me to say it. Yeah. The thing is, I just I get to a point where, man, if you just trained more Christians to do it, then that whole campus could be saved. Here's you know the I mean? thing. Here's the thing, guys. What 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 I would love for you guys to do is forget about whether you're called. You know, I would I would go for yes or no. Lord, am I called to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher? Yes, no. That's the first question. If so, where do you want me to go to training? You know, what do you want me to do? But don't worry about, you know, just simply be obedient, be God's mouthpiece, and let it develop. As far as the fivefold ministry is concerned, 90 some odd percent of the people start in one office and they grow into another one. Because God's not going to make a a novice a prophet. He's not going to make a novice an apostle. you got to grow into that. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, there's someone that I know, you know, that proclaims he's like a prophet, but then doesn't 
even act like it at all. How do you, how do you approach that type of Well, there's of a couple you know things. I mean? Number one, how long has he been saved? You know, if he's all, if he's a very young in the Lord, God's not going to, you know, violate his word because it says he's not putting a novice in office, even a deacon. How much more a prophet or, you yeah. know, most people say if, if people go around calling themselves something, yeah. you know, most of the time they're not. That's why you notice I don't ever call myself whatever. I just do it. Exactly. And then you guys recognize the gifts and, you know, but here's the other thing. I, I had one pastor, God bless him, that... He'd say, yeah, I thought you operated in word of knowledge, but, you know, I'm still waiting for it. Well, it's because he didn't respect it. You guys, see, I, I flow in it with you guys all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because you respect it and you receive it. But I'll go somewhere else and they don't. That's crazy. I'll lay hands on you, you'll get healed. I'll lay hands on somebody else and they don't. It's not that my anointing is waned. It's what you expect. It's you drawing on that anointing. Yeah. You drawing on that. Right? Yeah. But... But I want to encourage you guys, man. You guys are just marvelous people. I mean, here you are, man. You're 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 going after it. You're getting it done. I mean, it's just growing and growing. And and don't ever underestimate how important you are to the ministry. Because without you, it doesn't go, right? And it's so important. Without you, mom, it doesn't go. You guys are all vital. And and Christian can't do it by himself. No matter how much he thinks he can. I'm kidding. Because he's, oh, right? I'm joking. Yeah. So no matter, none of us can do it by ourselves. We need each other. Absolutely. And you guys, you're letting this happen in your home. Yeah. So you need to believe God for the blessing on your home. Yes. And prayer. Yes. Let's do it. We're, we could flip over into ministry right now. Yeah, I think we should pray in the spirit. I'm getting that. Okay, and then gonna... and then we'll see what Grandma wants us to pray for. Yeah, because okay? it's just gonna. I think I keep hearing prophesy, so I don't know what to prophesy over. So I think we need to pray in the spirit. Bring Holy Spirit in. Well, again, you got it. You got to be careful because the word prophesy, the word prophet, prophecy just simply means edification, exhortation, and comfort. Yeah. Right. So when you add the word do. of knowledge to it. Right. Then yes, it could be about the present. Right. So I don't know. I just yeah. So pro that. yeah, prophecy is edifying each other, and it right. says you may all prophesy. So why don't we do this? Since we're all believers here, yeah. Why don't uh, we yield to the Holy Spirit? And if there's something in your heart to speak out, Grandma, Grandpa, any of you guys, if there is something that God tells you to speak out, um, go ahead and speak it out, and obey the Lord. Okay. And, let, and let's pray in the spirit like you said, Christian. Yeah, and and, and yeah. if something comes out... You want to do something. Okay. Do something. If something comes out, go ahead and speak it out. I agree with you, Christian. Maggie, your, your prayer language is going to get stronger and more developed as you practice more. Start slowing down when you pray in the spirit. When you pray in tongues, like just think about, not think about, but let, pray in the spirit slower sometimes and listen as you're praying. And then the interpretation will come. You'll get to the place where you can hear inside of you the words in English, what you're saying, even though you're praying outside in tongues. Does that bear witness? Because that's, that's what's going to bring you up higher. And Satan's been doing things to your family illegally. And you need to, like a lawyer, you need to to remind him 
that he's doing this illegally. Yes. And if your man won't take his place, you take the place until. I keep hearing my spirit. We're, we're reaching our destination. We're reaching. So whatever path you guys are on with the Lord, you're about to reach destination. I keep hearing that in my spirit. So well, I received that, Lord. So, Matt, Maggie, where'd you go? I think she ran. 